I caught her on the spot. I don't have the paper. You don't need the paper. <laughs> it's on the screen. No, you don't even need to know the screen. All you need to know is our website address. www. You don't even need www. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the screen. Oh, my gosh. Len Rolla. No, Len. no. I never have to contact you. Yeah. The website, New Life Ministry, MHV.org. There you go. So how do they get us if they want us? Through that. How? Go on yeah. there, and then there's all the information is on there. Couldn't the be text, easier, man. Amen. Text to give. You go on that site, and, it, and we're on there live right now. When we're finished being, when we're finished being live, we're always going to be live, right? But when it's no more live stream... <laughs> Then it's on the video. It's on the video files. All right. So let's say you know you don't get up in time. You, you're sleeping. You're sleeping in, or you know, oh, you get to work, or uh, you know, and and you miss it. It's going to be back there, in the taped section of the videos. It's so you got live, you got tape, and you got lots of stuff, lots of videos there. You you can email us. You know, if you have questions, whatnot. Um, it has our our church locations. It has what we believe on there, and it also. It, it also talks to you and tells you how you you know how you can give uh, three ways. Uh, what are the three ways? You remember them, right? Text to give. <laughs> send it in the mail. Yeah. And text to give. Send it in the mail and. On, on the, the website page. itself. Oh. Hello. On the website. How itself? you doing? Where's your mind? I, it's 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 on the message. Oh, when coming. we're done, when we're done, she's gonna hit me. She's going to say, don't do that to me again. And she's not even saying anything about my hat. How many hats do I have? About 40 hats? I, countless. I don't know. A lot of them. So we just, we just, I'm just a hat guy. And I like this one. This is the gentleman that was hurt. Not only hurt, he died on the field. He died on the field. We don't know what happened. But we do know he was brought back. He's alive. And his number's three. So we're celebrating him, you know, the number three. And I never knew why he was number three. And he was number three. He picked number three because he's a committed Christian. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then number three, Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. So he chose number three. And he was on that field. He died. They brought him back. Prayers. He's uniting. He's pretty much uniting this whole sports world and, you know, a nation. People are just rallying behind him. And, uh, you know, we didn't, they didn't know if he was going to live or whatnot. But guess what? Uh, this, this last uh, weekend, the Buffalo Bills played and he was standing there on the sideline. Alive. Amen. I believe he's going to play again. He's going to be what a witness and testimony to God. But that's why I'm wearing this hat, number three. Number three, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and the third day. We are new life creations. We are new we are new creations. Third day, when he rose from the dead, we rose with him. Righteous. Amen. I think that's your favorite word, isn't it? It definitely is. Righteous. Yes. You know, I, I heard someone talk about righteous today. And they said, uh, you know, God declared us righteous. You know, he, he, he did. He really did. But it's more than just being declared righteous. You know, um... Declared. If he says we're righteous, we're righteous, but it's more than that. Because the Bible tells us in, 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 in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23 and 24, powerful verses, says, put on your new man. So he's so Paul is saying, put on the new man, right? Mm -hmm. And the new man 
-hmm. has been recreated, re created, created from above, created in true holiness and true righteousness. So this is not just something that's given to us, right? It's more than that. It's who we are. We have been created. We have been recreated. So this new creation, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, right? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 12. To as many as believed in him or received him, to them God gave the right, the power, the ability, the authority to be his children who were born, you know, not, who are, who, you know, who are born not of flesh or blood, right? Or of man or the will, but who were born of God, born of the spirit. So this is more than just God declaring us righteous. We are righteous as new creations in his very image and likeness. We are righteous. It's who we are. It's our character. You know, I was born to Carlos and Joanne Rolla. All right. And Carlos is, is, is Puerto Rican, right? Mm -hmm. and, and Joanne was Italian. That makes me an Irican. I'm, I wasn't declared an Irican. Oh, my birth certificate, I'm de declared an Irican, an Italian Puerto Rican. No, I am that. I was born that. I was born, that was my DNA. So you see, we're more, it's more than, this is, this is why you can't be still a sinner saved by grace because you were born, if any man be, he's a new creation, a new creation, a new creation. And in this new creation, Paul's saying, listen, get dressed in, in the newness of who you are, truly holy, truly righteous. Well, how do we do that, Paul? By thinking right, being renewed in the spirit of your mind, coming unto the understanding of who you are and what you are and whose you are. What are you going to show me? Because Here she go. I love when she gets a word. Galatians, you've been, <clears throat> you've been Galatians 5, so I had my bookmark in there, and last night before bed, I said, oh, what's in Galatians 5? Okay, um... Righteousness is a spirit dimension reality and can only be grasped by faith. And you've been talking about faith. What God believes is our exclusive reference. Amen. What God believes, and what does he say? We are righteous. We are. And it's a spirit dimension reality that can only be grasped by faith. And we have the faith of Jesus. You've been talking about faith. It's we, done. We are. Yes. I, I was listening to this one um, um, speaker today who I, I, I'm just... I, I just love, I really do. He, he's great and he helped me through my situation a year ago, you know, when the doctors put that cancer on me or whatever. And, um, you know, he was talking about, uh, somebody had asked a question and, and basically in their question, you know, how do you get past guilt or shame or condemnation when, when you, know, you, you know, you do something that is counteractive or, or, or get kind of against God's will? And, and he rightly said, wait a second, you know, I don't even go there. There's now no condemnation. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, and that's where we are, number one. And number two, if you're allowing yourself to feel guilty or shameful or, con or condemned, you don't understand who you are, you know? You don't understand that you're righteous. You don't understand that, that the only thing that God sees when he sees you, when he looks upon you, is Jesus. You don't understand that sins and iniquities, he, he has no remembrance of them anymore. You know, you don't have no understanding that for Second uh, Corinthians chapter one verse verse twenty, he established you in Christ. He established you in righteousness, right? He established you with the anointing, and he sealed you. So, so basically, the answer to this this person's question was and should have been: Wait a second, there's no room for that mentality in the new creation, none whatsoever. 
And, and I know there's none in my life. There's no condemnation. There's no thoughts of condemnation. There's no, con, no thoughts of guilt or shame, right? You too, can you say amen? Amen. Amen, you know? Because, you know? And as soon as you can see and know and believe what God sees and knows and believes about yourself, man, the sooner you're going to get past what, what most Christians are facing today, guilt, shame, condemnation, you know, they examine themselves and they find the dross instead of the gold, instead of the good, instead of the Christ. You're going to live life more abundantly. This is why Jesus said, I'm not even going through my notes right now, but this is why Jesus says, and you shall know the Son, right? And, 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 and the Son is going to make you free. And if, the, and if the Son makes you free, you're going to be free indeed. You know, this is talking about from the law of sin and of death. From the law of sin and of death. That's what Jesus is talking about there. He is going to set us free. This is what Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Stand therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made you free. And never be yoked again into, a, into a, you know, the bondage of slavery that comes, that comes from the law. Colossians chapter 1 and 2 is so beautiful. Do you know Colossians chapter 1 and 2 is so beautiful where it says Jesus, right? He took the ordinances that were against us, that were contrary to us. You know what he's talking about, right? The law, right? He took them and he canceled them out, nailing them to the cross. Cancel them out. There are no more ordinance, ordinances or, or decrees or commands that are against us anymore. Mm. That, this is amazing. So because of that, there's no... You know what? We're innocent. It, listen, if there's no law right now governing your life anymore, what's there to be guilty of? What's there to be ashamed of? What's there to be condemned in? No, you're operating under the old system. You're operating under the old man. You're operating with, with a mind that just hasn't been renewed to the new. Step into the new, step out of the old. I, I get, oh man, now you know why Paul in, in Romans, I just get excited. You do. It's good though. Now you know why you Paul. Might not be able to do your I know, I'm sorry. But you know why Paul said, yeah, all right, I got time. It's 10 minutes. It's only going to take me, you know, I won't, I'll be done in 20 minutes. But this is why, you know, Paul says, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Because it's the power of God unto salvation to all who believe, to the Jew first and then the Gentile. For therein lies the righteousness of God. For just as, as it is written, the just shall live by his faith. Oh man, I'm not ashamed of my gospel. It's my gospel. Paul thinks it was his. It's mine now. It's mine. I, I've taken it as mine. And if... I'm saying what Paul said because I'm preaching the gospel that just mirrors his, okay? Mm -hmm. Him and I both got our gospel from Jesus. <laughs> but I, if anybody adds, anybody takes away, anybody alters this gospel, I'm sorry. Let them be accursed. You know, let, let them think they're sinners saved by grace. You know, let them think they can, they can add to their righteousness. Think, let them think they can add to their sanctity. Guess what? You know, That's not the gospel. I pray for those people because Paul says, let them be accursed. They're preaching a different gospel. Jesus said, you cannot put new wine in an old wineskin. You cannot live in grace and law. You put new wine in a new wineskin. 
You put new wine in a new wineskin. Oh, man. All right. Anyway, so we've been doing exploring faith, exploring faith. And we've been in part seven, evidence of faith, evidence of faith, evidence, evidences of faith. And a um, couple of days, you know, we've been in that uh, evidences of faith and we did peace. And that was peace and rest. that was really beautiful. Peace and rest. And, and it, please go back, go back, go back and, and then listen to that. That was super. And then from there, we went number two, only consider real faith, faith that's birthed. Faith that is, has sprung forth from within, from the hearing about the Christ, the anointing, and the anointed one, right? Only considers what God has spoken. There are, there are no more, no room for, never again, there are, any, there are no more what ifs. Well, what if? There, there's, no, there's no more buts, right? We've said that there's only one but, the one you sit on. There's no more buts, right? But. All right. And so now... And that was senses. Don't was that yesterday? Senses. That was yesterday, I think. Yes. Go back and it's it's go back and listen to yesterday. No. no? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is because it's number two. Oh yes. Yeah, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. You you sat you sat away from I me. Did. You didn't sit with me. See, so, on, and Wednesdays and Friday she sits with me. I, I you know why did she pick Wednesday and Friday? I don't know. I, you know. I don't know either. I, but. You know, today she added something. And, and, you know, the last two Sundays in church, she stepped up to the pulpit and she shared. I mean, in, in, uh, and in, 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 in Karis Bible College, uh, you know, the last time we met, man, did she share. Like, she blew people. People were blown away. Like, that's Pastor Lori? That's, that's Lori? Little Miss Quiet Lori? Because she was fired up, you know? But anyway, she's with me today. Number three. Number three. The third evidence of faith that is sprung forth, that is birthed from hearing about Christ, about the anointing and the anointed one. And I'm going to keep telling you that because that's where faith springs forth from. This is what Paul is telling us, okay? It's not faith in the word of God, okay? You know, especially if you read the book of Galatians or and, and in what we're going to be looking at today, I believe, too. It's not, you, you can read the law of Moses, you can read, the, you know, all, all the 613, you know, do's and don'ts and whatnot. Faith is not going to come from that. The law, the Bible makes it perfectly clear. Paul makes it perfectly clear because the faith, is, the, the law is not a faith. The law is not a faith. So you read, you read certain scriptures and they're not going to produce faith, right? Or, or it's, faith is not going to spring forth from within. There's only one thing. That faith, where faith comes by, and that's about hearing about the Jesus. Christ. The Christ, Jesus, Jesus, him crucified, Jesus, him buried, Jesus, him raised from the dead to newness of life, and we raised with him. And we raised with him. Yes. Amen. So, so here we go. Number three, it's steady, never staggering. See, once I got my word, once I got my word, it was 7.30 at night, it was in the bathroom. It was the night before we were going to see a new doctor regarding the cancer issue, whatever. Uh, I, had, I had words and paper and sayings and scripture verse all over, all over, all over, all over. But 
you know, and, you know, the, the mind was, you know, the mind was wandering a little bit. The soul was wandering a little bit, you know. <clears throat> and uh, I was just trying to will myself into having faith. But then all of a sudden, you know, I found myself listening to some worship music, praising Jesus, praising Jesus. And I remember the song, your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. You know that song? Yes, your praise, you know, and I was praising him and I was worshiping him, you know, and I was thinking about him and, and how beautiful he is, how beautiful G Jesus is and how, how merciful and how loving and how compassionate. And that's when the Holy Spirit said, you will live and you will not die. Right? By stripes you will hear. He said, it's yours. Take it. And from that moment, right, faith was birth. Faith, faith rose up. The, the, not mental ascent faith, not willpower faith. And I knew that I knew that I knew. I knew that I knew that I knew. Lori and I went to the, see this doctor the next day, fully believing the words, not, not, not we were believing. We were not believing the words that were, that were going to come out of his mouth. And what I mean by fully believing, I was fully believing that I knew the words that were going to come out of his mouth. I knew what he was going to say. But we went and there was a pep in our step, right? Mm -hmm. There was a smile on our face. There was a we. There was no staggering, right? We were high fiving each other. Yep. Right. Yep. Two percent chance I was going to live. Oh, I didn't know that. She, she didn't know that. Ninety-eight percent <laughs> chance I was going to die. Ha 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 ha! Real faith staggers not. Staggers not. It walks or moves. It 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 walks or moves steadily. All right, never staggering. And staggering means walking and moving unsteadily, as if you're about to fall. Ooh. Okay. So so so, where do we get this from? We get this from Romans chapter four verse twenty, where it says he staggered not at the promise of God but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's talking about Abraham. That's talking about Abraham. He got the word from God. He got the word from God. And then he didn't stagger. He had the word from God. It did not matter what it appeared like. It didn't matter what it looked like. You know, this is amazing. He was in rest. You know, he, him, he takes... He takes, what's that guy's name, his nephew? What was his nephew's name? Come on, you know Lot. it. Lot. 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 He's not supposed to take Lot, but he takes Lot. And they get to be so big. And, um, you know, he says, okay, Lot, I'm going to do the right thing. You know, uh, where, where do you want to go? So Lot looks and he goes, ooh, I want that land right there. Look how green and plush it is. And he's like, I don't want that land over there. It's all filled with dirt and all filled with rocks. And, you know, and it looks like nothing can grow there. But guess what? Abraham didn't stagger. He, even back then, he didn't stagger. He says, all right, I'm going to take this. Why? Because God says he's going to lead him to a land, right? And so what happened? Everywhere Abraham pitched his whatever, I don't know if they had a shovel or how, how whatever, he, he found a well. He dug a well. This was amazing. Amazing. So anyway... 
He staggered not. He staggered not at the promises of God. And so when real faith is birthed from within, when it springs forth from within, hearing about the Christ, hearing, and I'm not going to give that up because you've got to keep hearing it. When you hear people say, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, you say, your mind says, no, no, it's hearing about the Christ. It's hearing about Jesus. It's hearing about the anointed one and his anointing. That's how faith is going to be birthed. Okay? Staggered not. It, sta- it never staggers. Now listen to this verse. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Nothing that only which is of the law. Basically what that's saying is not only to the Jews who are under the law of the covenant, right? This is what it's saying. That it might be by faith Right? that it might be by grace, that it might be sure to all the seed. So this is talking about the Gentiles also. This is for everybody. But to that also, which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So think about it. Abraham is the father of us all. What, Abraham, what covenant was Abraham under? The old covenant. No, he wasn't. wasn't. Oh, yeah, he was under He was under grace. He was under grace. See, the law didn't come until about 325 years later, you know? Because, let's see, he he left, you know, he was called and then he left. Oh, let me see. No, 430 years after he got the original promise from God, that's when the law came. So he operated under grace. So we are of the children of Abraham, of the seed of Abraham. We are supposed to operate under grace. It is by faith that it might be by grace. All right? And, uh, and so right there, we're steady and we're never staggering. It's grace by faith. It's in Jesus Christ, lest anyone shall boast. All right? And so number three is never staggering. I'm going to do number four real quick is fully persuaded in the present, right here, right now. It's fully persuaded right here, right now. Remember, one of the enemies to faith we talked about was, number four, because it's in the future, hope. Oh. Hope, come on, hope. She stays up at nighttime and, until 12, 1 o'clock in the morning reading her notes, going over her notes. I don't like being put on the spot. You're not on the spot. Yeah. No. So, um... Being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Fully persuaded in the present. Real faith, not manufactured faith, doesn't live in hope. Hope is always, always for the future. It's right here, right now. I am, I have it, I can. Because God said it. So anyway, we're going to stop there. Because uh, we have number five, and number five is going to take a while. If number five is beautiful, we're going to spend some time with it, and we're going to do that tomorrow on Thursday. Well, not we. Lori doesn't do it with me on Thursday. She sits across the table from me. She'll be back with me on Friday as we finish this up. We love you. Right? Want to say anything? No. No? You don't love them? I do love them. We love you. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you. I'll see you tomorrow, and Lori will see you on Friday. Walk in your blessings.